Welcome to the Carl Sterling Podcast, delivering conversations with experts and excellence in education. And, all right, here we are. I've been looking forward to this a lot. Um, today, my friends, friends here on, um, on Zoom and also on Facebook, we're going to talk about Parkinson's and nutrition. So nutrition and Parkinson's. And my guest today is a friend of mine. We met four years ago, over four years ago, on my first trip to Monterrey, Mexico, a, very, a city very close to my heart because it's the first place I went. I have some amazing friends there. Um, my guest <clears throat> wrote a chapter for my book, which I had the virtual background on, so you can barely see it, but it's called Parkinson's Empowerment Training. And the cover art, by the way, because Laura is watching right now, is by Laura almost. Thank you, Laura, so much for your beautiful art. Thank you to my guest, Cynthia Lopez Botello. Thank you for Hi. being here, Cynthia. Thank you for writing a chapter for this book. And uh, welcome. Let's talk nutrition and Parkinson's. Yes, thank you for inviting me. And it is a great honor for uh, being in your book as I wrote in a chapter in nutrition. So here I am about nutrition and Parkinson that you know it's a very extensive uh, topic. Uh, we have a, a lot of doubts, a lot of patients has a, a, had a lot of doubts. So here I am for you so that I can try to answer the most, the most uh, answers, sorry, the more questions you have. So let's begin. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm just going to say um, for anyone here on Zoom and also for people on um, in Zoom, if you have a question, throw it in the chat box or the Q&A box. If you're on Facebook, put it in the comments. I'm monitoring both. And when the time is right, I'll ask the question. But in the meanwhile, meanwhile, let's turn it over. Cynthia, go for it, man. Tell yeah. us a bunch of stuff. We want to learn everything we can about <laughs> Nutrition is in Parkinson's. And Parkinson's, yeah. yes. Thank you. Uh, first of all, sorry if I'm, uh, I have these issues on my English. I get a little bit nervous, and that yeah, is why good. I have this, <laughs> you're these good. speak problems. But, well, first of all, uh, I will give you a little background for me. I am a nutritionist. I, I graduated from my nutritionist career in 2014. Uh, I graduated from, uh, I did a thesis that was named Nutritional Status in Parkinson's Disease for my, so that I can have my bachelor degree. Uh, well, then I certify in neurological diseases. Uh, I have a master in science and public health. Then I'm finishing my doctorate in philosophy. Uh, now I, I think that by December I will be a doctor. <laughs> Beautiful. That's <laughs> Hopefully. nice. Yes, uh, I'm a professor at my, uh, uh, the University of Nuevo León here in Monterrey, Mexico. And, my, and I'm also an extender member of the Neurology Academic staff of the hospital here, also here in Mexico. And well, I started this certification. I had started it in Friday, last Friday of medical neuroscience. It's in progress. So I'm certifying in this, in this topic also. Uh, I want to, to make a little bit of emphasize here, and I wanted to present these, these things about me, because uh, lately, the last week, I think, I think maybe last week, there was a patient uh, that contacted me, and she was so worried, and I was like, I, I thought, I feel sad about her because she didn't know who to trust in social media because she told me that uh, there are a lot of professional. Uh, first of all, she asked me if I can uh, like show her my titles because there were a lot of professional like taking advantage from Parkinson's uh, community. Yeah. And I was like a little bit sad to know about this thing. And I tried to, to tell her that, don't worry, I am a, a certified nutritionist, I won't be taking advantage of, of Parkinson's community, but I wanted to emphasize and show you about this thing because I, I think that 
many of the Parkinson's disease persons, people, etc., are are worried about these things, and and because they are, are they have a lot of hope uh, of finding like this cure or like this perfect lifestyle that helps them with the disease. Uh, that we also know that social media sometimes can be difficult and, and can show us uh, fake things. So, well, uh, I try to be a little bit like transparency in my in my work so that they can feel uh, less worried about these things. And, and well, I appreciate trust. that. So I appreciate you saying that. I think it's really important. There are a lot of people in the fitness industry doing the same thing. But one thing okay. I can say is if uh, Dr. Ingrid Estrada Bellman recommends yes. you, you're the real deal. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's my boss. She, I you work know with her. you're the real deal. <laughs> yes. Thank you a lot. And, and well, now the, the one that are hearing uh, this, this conversation and don't know Dr. Ingrid Estrada. She's a neurologist from here on Mexico. She, I, I told everyone like she is my mom in neurological diseases. Uh, she told me everything I know about neurological diseases in yeah. uh, in Parkinson's disease. Uh, well, one of the things uh, we we face on hearing nutrition is that there we don't have a lot of stuff about uh, nutrition and, and neurological disease. But I had the opportunity to work by the hand with Dr. Ingrid, so that she's the best. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I wish I, I'd love to be there and work with her. She's taught me so much, too. But anyways, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. This is great. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, I want to talk about why is nutrition uh, essential for the brain and what we have to know about this and the brain and, and, and how does it work. Let me... Uh, I will put this over here so it, it won't bother my my presentation. Well, first of all, it improves our neurotransmitter function. We know that Parkinson's disease, we have a, a deficiency in our neurotransmitter, especially dopamine. And well, it also can affect another neurotransmitter such as serotonin, melatonin, I think it says in English. So, but first of all, is la, it's dopamine. So, uh, nutrition, we can improve this function in, uh, by a good, healthy diet. It also prevents mental dysfunction. We know that Parkinson's disease is like a, a disease that it's neurodegenerative. Neuro de uh, it advances the, uh, be, well in the years if we don't control or if... I was thinking uh, this morning that... Uh, I wanted to tell you uh, like a, a thing that was impressive for you and uh, and like uh, oh, every morning when you are uh, well waking up and you have this disease Parkinson's disease and you're uh, a challenge day with with because we know that every Parkinson is different and we know that every day is different and we know that still there isn't a cure. I wanted to let you know that if you have a strong body if you have uh you make your exercise you have a healthy diet you will make your body stronger and that will fight will help you fight more against this disease so that is one of Great. the principal things that 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 i think i can tell you about nutrition and that it is very helpful for you when you are like have on this on the table this junk food and ask yourself why I am giving to my body. If, if this food, if this food, sorry, uh, have the nutrients that my body needs to fight the disease. And if Absolutely. the answer is no, well, yeah. there is well, the answer. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'll interject for a minute. For yeah. those who don't know, I mean, it's part of a course that I have, but the, statistically, the number one non-motor symptom of Parkinson's is depression. And number two, right behind it, is anxiety. And, you know, of course, I think they say 70% of caregivers also get depression. But, you know, nutrition is so important. I always say this to people with Parkinson's are people first. They're people too. They're not defined by Parkinson's. So I can only imagine 
that what you'll talk about throughout this is probably good for all of us, even though you're tailoring it to Parkinson's because of, you know, various factors involved, which you'll talk about. But, you know, depression is a big thing. It's very, very common. We see it all the time in my clinic here. So um, it's good to know that nutrition may help to lessen depression. Yes, and the, there is a, an interesting point in here because there are several studies that have, uh, well, the results concluded that essentially if we have a deficiency in some uh, acids or some like uh, lipids, uh, we call it, the brain won't function as well as it should. So I will talk about this uh later on but it's a very interesting thing about this thing in depression and yes it is very often in parkinson's disease very very often i'd say they uh well it also prevents memory loss may prevent problems such as, such as depression maintains neural tissue and also helps us prevent uh, prevents dementia this this i want to to emphasize in this because uh, not everyone will have this dementia, and I'm not telling you this, but I want to emphasize because uh, Parkinson's disease that is not treated and uh, that it is not, well, we know that very, uh, a lot of patients don't have the opportunity to treat themselves in a medical way or in a, in a more uh, transdisciplinary way, but when we lead that, that disease to advance, we, we, when we let, let this disease advance, it, it can uh, be, uh, well, like a consequence will be the dementia. So okay. that is one of the very most important things we have to, to take care. Of. And, and that is why we are, well, teaching you and everyone, uh, uh, well, uh, seeing this, this chat, why it's important to not only uh, take your medication, but also uh, well, take these other uh, eat problems. well. Yes, yeah. it will. In conclusion, yeah. it will. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, where there there are uh, various nutrients that enhance neurotransmitter neurotransmitter function, and I make you hear uh, like a resume. Uh, one of the most important we know are proteins. Uh, I, I always, I think, synthesize these like proteins are essential. And I want to emphasize it because we know that uh, Parkinson's disease affects muscle mass. We know that we need to eat protein, but we also know that in some person, proteins uh, may have a conflict with medication. So. Uh, if you are in this case, and I always tell you in every in every uh, conversation I have with, with Parkinson and, and nutrition, if you are seeing that your medication isn't making the effect that it should, then you should go and pay attention to proteins because maybe proteins will be interacting with the medication. It is not necessarily to happen to all of one or all the people with with medication uh, it's a medication not everyone will have this interaction but a lot of a great amount of, of patients have so if you are seeing this you should go and ask your doctors ask a nutritionist that is that knows about parkinson's and so that they can give you a, a correct diet and, and prevent these these consequences of interventions. Sure. Okay. Uh, also, well, I, I will not talk about very. Uh, I will not talk more about proteins because I think there is a topic that we already know uh, that I uh, everyone knows that we have to take proteins, have to pay attention to muscle mass. Uh, I, I want to make here a little parenthesis and and tell you about one question you asked me about vegetarian diets. Yeah. Uh, I think here is the moment so that I can take uh, talk about because I'm talking about proteins. Mm -hmm. I wa there is a, an issue here in vegetarian diets. And this issue is that, yes, they are having a protein from vegetables, mm -hmm. but it is not the same as protein from animals. Originally. Right. 
uh, one of the, uh, a very important uh, deficiency in, in this kind of diets, it is vitamin B12, would be 12, yes. Uh, right. So if, if you are having a vegetarian diet, I recommend you supplement yourself with vitamin B12 because uh, there will be uh, another consequence of having this dietary, uh, uh, vegan dietary or, veg or vegetarian because the body needs, uh, and I will talk about vitamin B12 more, more uh, on another slide, but I will always recommend it to take supplements, uh, vitamin B12, and also, well, I will recommend complex B, all the, all okay. the vitamins from complex B. Uh, yes, vegetable protein will help our muscle mass, but it won't help it as well as animal protein sure. there is a thing that you should know about this uh making this veg uh, uh, vegetable protein that we have to combine it is very important that if we want to make uh, a, a good quality vegetable protein we have to combine a legume with a cereal uh, which kind of cereal we can we can use rice like for example uh, lentils with rice beans okay. with rice uh, our quinoa it's also a, a very good uh, okay, cereal we can combine but we have to combine it a okay. legume with a cereal so that we can make on our bodies a, a better quality protein a vegetable protein. Okay. And that is a very important thing if someone here is vegetarian and are and are listening to this stuff, always combining your plant one cereal with one legume. Okay, I have a question. Yes. You mentioned um, you mentioned that muscle mass is oftentimes affected in people with Parkinson's. And my question for you is does the involuntary movement like tremors and dyskinesia or dystonias and, and that motion perhaps um does that have any or is that part of or any part of the reason why muscle mass because you're burning extra calories if you're moving a lot you're burning extra calories and i just wonder about the tremor and all that yes and that is the principal reason why is muscle mass affected because of these involuntary movements because i i always tell the the, the patients that it's like you are making this amount of exercise, but you are not controlling. And you are like using your muscle in an excessive way. And you have to uh, like give your muscle a better diet so that we can prevent this loss of involuntary movements. Not also, yeah. uh, 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 for example, this, this that you say about energy expenditure, Yes, we have an energy expenditure, but this energy expenditure is with muscle mass. We that the body, the metabolism, uh, it's it's like taking the energy from the muscle, and that is why it's a deficiency. That makes sense. I I've had uh, several clients over the years come in here and say my doctor needs me to uh, maybe do some strength training and build muscle because I'm losing muscle mass. Sometimes they're even lo losing bone density too. And it could be yes. other contributing factors besides Parkinson's. But, um, it, you know, <clears throat> I see muscle mass. Uh, I'm, I'm lost for words today. I'm not sure why I can't seem to find the words in my head. I see muscle loss of muscle mass very, very often here. Oh, and I know what I was thinking is it's almost like they're eating the same as they used to, but they're burning more calories. And it's kind of like, I don't know if this is right, but I would call it almost like malnutrition or- Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and, and you are very right about this. And there is a, 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 a this is a point that, for example, uh, when one of the, of that is, uh, when I will talk about any other person that doesn't have the disease, right? Mm -hmm. They are trying to, there is like a guy that, that he is trying to gain muscle mass because he wants, he wanted to be like physically, he wants to see like some way and he is making a lot of exercise, no? And this exercise is strength, uh, strength exercise, like to, to, 
to the muscles, but he is not uh, eating well. He is not controlling his diet. He is eating like junk food, making two hours of exercise, but eating junk. Sure. I will assure you that he won't be able to create a stronger muscle mass because remember about this thing. We need to make a balance between exercise and diet. And it is very important. If you are making a lot of exercise and you are not having a good diet, you won't be able to see the results from your exercise that you are doing. So this is a very important thing. And another thing uh, I, I will make also uh, an emphasize now in Parkinson's disease, there is a huge uh, like uh, deficiency in all of the patients that, you know, when, when we grow older, our appetites begins to low, it is lower, our appetite. So it is very, uh, when I give, uh, give my patients these diets, no? the, the first thing they tell me, it's like, oh, it's a lot of food. I won't eat everything. Mm -hmm. I can't eat everything. And they're making these, these uh, exercise, but they don't want to eat uh, all the portions they need. The exercise right. won't help them. They need to eat the portions. I know sometimes we don't have like this hunger, but mm -hmm. the body needs these calories, needs this energy so that the exercise can help you more. And we can help uh, prevent these uh, low muscle mass. So it's, yeah. a, it's a, an interesting thing here. Well, let's work backwards for one second. Yes. So I always say to people, strength is the foundation for good balance. Okay, if you don't have yeah. enough strength, it's really hard to have good balance. If you don't have enough muscle mass, it's hard to have enough strength to have good balance. So if you're malnourished, you're not getting enough protein, you're losing muscle mass, you're not going to be as strong as you were, which means your balance is likely to be more compromised, which can lead to a higher risk of falls and falling and injury and then hospitalization. And then, of course, the number one, not to scare anyone, but statistically, the number one cause of mortality or death in the Parkinson's population are complications from a fall fall down, get a concussion, go to the hospital, maybe you get COVID, God forbid, or some kind of problem. Maybe there's some other factor in that's not even related to Parkinson's and you die. I mean, this actually happens. Uh, statistically, the number two reason last I checked and Dr. Dr. Um, Ingrid Estrada actually wrote for my book as well about breathing issues and Parkinson's disease because a lack of uh, dopamine and the ventilatory um, airways and the parameters and how in rigidity in the chest muscles of the chest wall can be a factor and prevent expansion of the lungs to take a deep breath but uh, statistically complications from breathing issues are number two cause of mortality so bottom line is as I uh, uh, keep you know, you know, wind my way back around to it is strength is so important, which means we have to have a much enough muscle mass, which means we need to feed ourselves so we can get that muscle mass in addition to working out and do strength training. And the only way to really boost up muscle mass besides strength training is eat enough protein. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so that was a long uh, dissertation, but I want those who are listening to realize that the foundation for all of it is food, quality <laughs> food and how much protein you're getting and what quality of protein. We got to have the protein as our base to get the strength, to get our balance, to move better and all that. Yes. And here I want to talk about, because it is a very uh, com uh, common question about supplement uh, with protein, supplements with protein, if sure. I recommend it. and. I always tell them it is it depends about the necessity of the patient. If I had a, a patient that already lost every muscle mass and that uh, she or he has this, uh, it's like a step with having this disease called sarcopenia that it's when they lost every muscle mass and et cetera. Then I, or have a trouble uh, with eating food because they can't uh, swallow the food correctly, then I will 
recommend protein supplements. But uh. if you don't have uh, any, well, your muscle mass, muscle mass, uh, it's normal. You don't have a deficiency. It's normal. Uh, you don't have any problem in eating, you know, or swallowing or anything. I will recommend about, uh, the food. Also, you, it is not necessarily for you to take a supplement in protein. It depends on the necessity of the person. And, and if you can eat well, it, or for example, I have some patients that they can't eat all the portions because they say it's a lot of portions. I, I am already full, I can eat them, but we need to, to give them more, more protein. Well, I give you a, a supplement. Or so that I can, I can, well, I can give her or, or him uh, all the calorie, calorie intake they need. But if you don't have problem with that, you can eat all your portions. You you have muscle, a normal muscle mass, but you only want to protect it. Uh, it's with 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 proteins coming from food. It is it is well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's a, a, a very uh, common question about these kinds of supplements. Uh, well, another another nutrient that I want to talk is about tryptophan. Uh, there is a very important thing here with this nutrient because it is related with depression. Uh, we know that there is a neurotransmitter called uh, serotonin or, or serotonin and in Spanish. Mm -hmm. That is the one, yep. yeah, mm -hmm. it's the one that uh, controls our, our state of motion or emotions, control mm -hmm. our emotions. So if we have a deficiency in this neurotransmitter, it, it will appear the depression. Uh, and there are uh, ways in like in diet that we can help our body produce this neurotransmitter called serotonin. And it is with food that contains tryptophan. Uh, this is like an amino acid. It's like a part of the proteins. And you you know, you can see it right here. We, we Where is the principal foods with, that contain them? It's well, eggs. Eggs also have a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. uh, fish, fish like I always recommend salmon or mm -hmm. tuna. There are the principal uh, proteins that I will always recommend. Legumes, whole grains, nuts. If you can see it, it is, it is not a difficult nutrient to obtain. We can obtain it with a, a very common diet, with a, uh, eating our, our eggs every morning or eating fish every day. We will have enough uh, tryptophan on our bodies that will help us produce this neurotransmitter that is called a serotonin. And also, well, if you have already the depression and you are medicated, um, it will help you, your medication to get better on your body and, mm -hmm. and, and have, well, pass better the depression and don't have these episodes. So, uh, we know we, they sometimes have uh, episodes, good days, bad days, etc. So, also, I will, uh, it is very important about the diet. And I was talking about, I was talking with a patient that has, has depression and Parkinson's disease. Uh, it is very interesting because he, he entered my program of nutritional program with diet, etc. He was very enthusiastic about this program because he told me he was like had several months with, with inclusive with suicide pro, uh, mental oh, problems and, yeah. and and I told her I told him that he needed to protect his body he was the principal thing and and well uh, he was very enthusiastic about nutrition yeah uh, I talked with him last week it, it was her his sorry uh, another uh, consultation like. And I talked with him. He was another person differently. He 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 thought that when he ate these these kinds of foods that I was uh, recommending recommending him, he and he he told me like I I feel my body different. I feel that my body ha, has the strong 
the strength, sorry, so yeah. that in my bad days, when I'm feeling bad, when I'm feeling very down, I go and see, I, I go in and eat my salmon and eat my all my vegetables or fruits, etc. And he's he he see he sees a very improve a, a huge improvement in this thing. And That's he was great. like, Yes, and he, I, I, I was read because it was completely it, it is well it passed one month since I since the first uh, uh since the first time I saw him. And it was a very different person, and it, and but he was like very in in this in this program. He was like motivated to do it. He was yeah. like, "This is the thing that will help me prevent suicide." And oh man, and yeah, yeah he was like, I, "This patient was awesome," and and I saw very very uh, great advance in him. And also that he was feeling great, better. He was, uh, he, he, he said, he said to me that, well, he was depressed because of Parkinson's. He, yeah. he did was a very difficult thing to, to him that tell yeah, them that, that. Yeah, yeah, that he had Parkinson's. So, uh, when he saw that it was in his hands, uh, to deal with this disease, that it's not the, but that that disease is controlling his body, things change to him. Yeah. Uh, and it was very interesting thing this, and I wanted to to, to make a, a little parenthesis on this case. Mm -hmm. That that is a very, very important thing. Yeah, and and it is interesting because we we can see how the power of of a good diet can help our bodies, not only physically but also mental and also uh, help our brain. And that is uh, why I'm here, no? talking about you, about the importance to, to, to eat well. No? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, another uh, nutrient that is very important is calcium. And here is one of the, I, here, this will answer also one of the, of the things you told me about bone density and ah, taking our, yeah. Our, yeah, the bone density, it is also very common. Uh, it is, I, I have seen it more in women because also of the hormone, uh, all of the hormone problems they have, yeah. and it is very common in women, but it is, and we know we have to take calcium, but uh, an, an interesting way, uh, thing we should know is that we have to combine calcium with vitamin D so that we can have calcium absorbed properly. If we don't combine, if we are supplementing ourselves with calcium and we are not taking vitamin D, we have to pay attention if calcium is absorbing because in most cases it doesn't absorb without vitamin D. So it is very important here to take in both. There, uh, It's a complement, calcium and vitamin D. Uh, also calcium, there is like a bone density. But calcium also has some functions in neurotransmitter because the, the calcium helps neurotransmitter function properly. Helps like, okay, we already synthesized dopamine, we already uh, synthesized serotonin, but these neurotransmitter have to work. And calcium is uh, the responsible of making them, these neurotransmitter work properly in our bodies and sure. go and, and, and do all the functions in our brain so that we can walk better, uh, improve our, our movements, etc. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you have a question. No, I'm, I'm uh, absorbing all the information. I'm thinking about, um, I do have one question. Is yeah. bone density, let's say diminished bone density, more common in the Parkinson's population? Is, does Parkinson's add to any bone density issues because uh, sometimes it's just aging and it seems to be yeah. women more so because of hormones and a lot of people yeah. with osteoporosis um things yeah. like that but what role does parkinson's play in the in bone density i think here is that it's well all of the studies have been written uh they related to age more in most of the cases mm -hmm. and and we know that uh, well, in the past times, Parkinson's disease was more common in a, in an older age, but nowadays, nope, that 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 is changing. It and, is changing. Yeah, a, a lot. 
there is, and I am impressed in this thing that it is changing that there are uh, younger persons with this kind of diseases. And uh, this, this about body density is more related by age, the age and hormones. Uh, yeah. I will have to, to my, in my part, I will have to investigate some, if I, I find another article that talks about younger Parkinson's disease and, and, both, and bone density, so that yeah. we can talk like a more specific thing here. Well, I'll just interject for a moment. I have absolutely no data to support my thought or my my mm -hmm. my hypothesis or my theory, but <laughs> if you think about it, if you get to a point with Parkinson's where you're not moving as much, you're not doing as much. I can see where if you lose muscle mass, you could also lose some bone density because for example, walking, the impact force of the, the foot hitting the ground. Well, I used to work for a podiatrist. We used to teach this all the time that functional movement, walking, you know, punching something. If you're working out and doing some boxing and hitting a bag, well, anytime you have the impact force of those, that vibration coming into you, that frequency coming into you actually helps with bone density, right? So. Yes. Yep. You're walking less, you're moving less, you're exercising less. I could see where maybe that can, might play a slight yeah. factor. I don't, I don't know. Yes, and it is a very important thing. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure that it, it will affect the bone density because mm -hmm. they are like a sedentary person. And, and we know that a sedentary doesn't only affect our muscle, also affects our, our circulation, are like you tell our bone density or that it, it i think your theory is it, i think it will be proved that's this theory <laughs> mm -hmm. okay yeah well uh well uh talking about depression another vitamin that will help us produce this uh serotonin this neurotransmitter is vitamin b6 that is why i was telling you in the in the first thing take or supplement yourself with complex B because all of these vitamins produce serotonin, uh, help us with the dopamine, help us in a, a lot of ways in our bodies. And this is one of the, of the vitamins that I, yes, recommend you to supplement yourself, complex mm -hmm. B. The other okay. vitamins, we can have them by our, our daily diet. Okay. Very good. Well, I I I the, I specifically specifically made this slide about mental health because I was I had this case about this patient that I was telling you about depression. So for me, it was very important to talk about mental health. Uh, we know that mental health uh, it is a, a very important topic nowadays because uh, we we. Well, I think uh, COVID-19 also affected our mental health in some Definitely. ways. And, and I thought it is a very important uh, topic that we should know and that it is also related with a diet, with a good diet. And, 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 if, and if I will always tell you, if I, I give my brain all this junk food, what are you giving, what nutrients are you giving to our brain so that he can makes all of the, the, the work that he should any right. nutrients. So it is a very important thing. One of the of the principal uh, nutrients here in our on our brain is the essential fatty acids that uh, came comes from fish and vegetable oils, uh, principally of olive oil and salmon and tuna. Uh, what does this fatty acid uh, makes on our brain? Well it helps the neurotransmitter to be captured in a better way. And like, uh, 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 well, brain captured the neurotransmitter and then he can transmit it, the signals to all of all of our bodies. So that what uh, I was telling you uh, in, the, in the slide before this one. Okay, we are giving uh, all the nutrients that my body needs so that he can produce this neurotransmitter. Okay, and he produced them. But then if we don't pay attention to what our brain is doing with this neurotransmitter, if he is 
uh, transmitting it to all the signals, well, we have to pay attention also with this because may, sometimes you will have the neurotransmitter, but you they won't make uh, provide the signals to the rest of the body. Uh, I don't know if I, I explain myself like a little bit in here. Uh, for example, you have dopamine. We know that dopamine uh, interacts uh, directly with the movement uh, or, or and all the, the movement mm -hmm. on our body. So if we have, if, if our brain produces this dopamine, but has the incapacity to transmit it to all the body, it is like useful to the brain to have all this dopamine. Right. I don't know if it, I explained a little bit here. But it is very important that, for example, these essential fatty acids, one of the principal things that, that, that they do to our body is that they help the brain to transmit all these neurotransmitters to all of our body. They, they tell, okay, dopamine, you are already here, go and make the, uh, and send a signal to our body that needs to move, that needs to make this. And that is what fatty acids do. And, and well, that's I'm interrupting, but that's real. That's what we need. We, we need because the dope, lack of dopamine is the primary reason for um, uh, diminished quality of movement, right? Yes. And so, I does this like would this help with things like freezing and all that? Like, um, yes. Maybe somebody won't freeze up as much or akinesia, where they try to get started and they know they want to go, but they can't step forward. So yes. this would help. To increase exactly. dopamine production, is it production of dopamine or sending the it, dopamine? It's sending the dopamine because the dopamine. product exactly. It's okay. sending the dopamine to to well to to act to to do their to do job. Its job right. Aha, uh -huh, to do its okay. job. So it because dopamine, for example, here, levodopa. Those those patients that are taking levodopa, well, levodopa, what what uh. What is what is doing to our body? It's producing dopamine. It's helping us produce dopamine. That is what lipodopa does. But for what, that was I was telling. Okay, we produce dopamine, but what why what thing is helping dopamine to send his signals and do their job? Well, here enter fatty acids, essential fatty acids. Like go in and say, oh, dopamine, go and you know, work. I have. <laughs> completely forgotten this so i'm glad you talked about it because we need everything we can get to help people move better to produce or send enough dopamine signal to the body so we can move better reduce fall risk and essential fatty acids completely forgot about it yeah and okay. and and this is a very well you don't have to take any supplement about essential fatty acids. If you every day make your salads and, and include olive oil, include uh, salmon two to three de uh, days per week, uh, it is it, you will have the, the, the essential fatty acids that your body needs. Not necessarily you have to take like these pills that have uh, essential fatty acids. I'm not talking about omegas. Uh, you don't have to to take these pills that they sell us that it's omega-3, 6, and 9. No, okay. uh, you can have them from diet. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, folate and vitamin B12. Here I, I make my emphasis in vitamin B12 that I was telling in, uh, in the slide before this uh, about vegetarian diet, that why it was important to supplement if you are a vegetarian or a vegan. Uh, you have to take this supplement of vitamin B12 because it, well, principle, it helps to regulate mood. If you are, uh, it's one of the principal things. But uh, it is very, here I make a mistake. It, 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 it is not. It's, they are important in the metabolism in serotonin and other terms. Yes, it is important. Here I made a mistake. I don't know so why. So for I anyone watching, forget the word not. <laughs> It is yeah. important. Okay. And <laughs> yes, metabolism of is. serotonin and other neurotransmitters. Okay. Uh -huh. That that is what here I emphasize about brain. I, I'm always I'm only telling the functions in brain, but B12 also helps in muscle. I I uh, I want to emphasize this. So 
vitamin D12, it is not this the only function it has. No, it also helps uh, muscle mass. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, okay. Yeah, it's like, I think I have to emphasize here. I, 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 all, it, well, I, well, like it's Parkinson's disease. I have to, to, to tell about the brain function special. And I, I, I was, but well, I wanted to tell you. Also that I was, I tell you a lot of things and uh, Laura almost won't make, <laughs> she knows about this, about antioxidants. She is one of my, uh, she helps me to, to go and tell another people, hey, mm -hmm. you have to eat antioxidants <laughs> because She's antioxidants, yes, she is. <laughs> She's amazing. Antio <laughs> antioxidants. It's a very important thing in Parkinson's and neurological diseases because it, it helps protect our neurons. And for example, in Parkinson's disease, uh, we have like a this deficiency in our neurons and we, we begin to lose our neurons. And antioxidants, what, what helps our neurons is that they slow the damage that they are having. We don't know why are they damaging. It is that is why we don't know the cause of Parkinson's disease. What is making the neurons to be damaged? We don't know that, but we can help uh, improve these neurons we have on our brains. And here it is an important nutrients that will help them. That is antioxidants. Okay. And it, yeah, and I, I, it is. That's why I always tell you if you have if you have Parkinson's disease. And you are on the, the beginning stages, take antioxidants. Eat antioxidants so that the disease won't advance faster. All right. Well, sorry for my commotion over here. I just realized my computer's not plugged in and I don't want it to uh, die. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It would not be good for the computer to die right now. Okay. I okay, will talk carry about, on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now I will emphasize first in vitamins and then in minerals. Uh, there is there. This is kind of of a little bit of science. Uh, if you don't understand something, let me know because maybe I uh, you will see some some like scientific words and and let me know so that I can explain it in a more pacific way and not okay uh, not a scientific way. Uh, well. Vitamin C, uh, I will focus first on vitamins and what they do to our to our brain and to our neurotransmitter, that it's the principal thing that we, we should pay attention. Uh, vitamin C is, is involved in the structure of neurons. It helps the neurons have the, the perfect structure. And also it helps the neurons to survive and to madurate as, as they should madurate. So why? Because this will help we, we know that the neurons are the ones who make the neurotransmitters. So if our, we have a, a damage on our neurons, we won't make dopamine, we won't make serotonin, we won't make melatonin and a lot of neurotransmitters that, that exist. So that I, is why they yeah. tell me. Well, I'm interrupting. I'm really sorry. I actually didn't realize vitamin C played this role so we're talking serotonin, melatonin, dopamine. We're talking yeah. about their survival, the structure uh, of the neurons. Exactly. So neuron health, the process of differentiation, mature. So the maturity yes, and the survival. Maturity and survival, exactly. Wow, so and it also helps to modulate the neurotransmitters. So I yes. didn't realize that about vitamin C, and that's really good to know. Yes, and uh, one of the, the principal things all the people when, when we talk about vitamin C, they, they the first thing we have is oh yes, it, it improves my immune system, no? It it protects my immune system from sure. from diseases. But no, vitamin C also have an important uh, an important role in in the brain. And one of the most important roles is this one that uh, it helps the survival of the neurons, it helps the maturity of the neurons and the structure principle. And, and like I, wa I will uh, remember this and tell you another time, if our neurons aren't well and begin to damage, 
they, we won't have enough neurotransmitters. It won't produce enough neurotransmitters. So that is why we have to protect our neurons. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's actually that's really really good to know. Yeah, and uh, for example, vitamin C, we can have them like in all citric food, in all citric fruits. For example, orange, uh, uh, lemon, uh, mandarin. All of these have a, a huge amount of vitamin C. Only one thing that I, I should tell you, if you are going to eat an orange or any kind of, of citric food, don't cut it and let them there like 12, 10 minutes because I, I'm also preparing another thing. No, it loses the vitamin C. It's like, uh, it, it occurs like an oxidative process that mm -hmm. vitamin C loses. So we have to eat it right away. We got the, the orange or we got the, the lemon. We have to eat it right away so that we can, we don't lose the vitamin C it contains. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a tip about vitamin C. Well, let's about talk about vitamin A. Also, vitamin A uh, controls neuronal differentiation and the formation of our neural tube. That is the part of the brain that is uh, on the back brain. Uh, it is well known that low levels of vitamin A are related to the incidence of Parkinson's disease. So wow. this will help, like, uh, as a prevention. And 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 this and if if other people are here are seeing this talk and and don't have Parkinson's disease and they are seeing like to protect themselves and have a, a healthier life. You have to take, pay attention to vitamin A because in a lot of research they found that if in their lives people that didn't have enough vitamin A in their bodies have a greater incidence of having Parkinson's disease in future stages of their lives. Wow. So the, this is a very, very interesting thing. So I didn't, I didn't know that about vitamin A either. Yeah, and that's, that's why really I, interesting. Yeah, and that's why I, I, I try to talk about you like a, a, in a more scientific way, so that not only you can say, "Oh, yeah, I need to eat uh, my veggies or my fruits," no, because it helps my muscle mass and it helps my constipation. No, there are uh, another things that that these vitamins and that these all the vitamins and and minerals that have these veggies and these fruits. There are a lot of functions that helps us in the brain in a more okay. scientific way. Yeah. Great. Well, here, here I talk about complex D. That uh, this is one of my my favorite vitamins because I it's like they have a lot of functions. They do a lot of things in our bodies. So this is why I recommend to supplement. You can also have it from the dietary diet or for your daily diet. But I recommend it to supplement yourself also with complex B because it not only participates in our brain function, but it also participates to regulate a huge enormous functions on all of our bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, I will uh, talk principle with of these vitamins that are the most essential in, in our brains. Uh, one is vitamin B1. Uh, what tells that it helps here with muscle contraction that it I, I think muscle contraction is a very common symptom in in uh well muscle contraction no like rigidity rigidity and and sure. like this yeah it's a very common symptom in parkinson and we have we have to know that vitamin b1 help transforms all the energy that comes from carbs carbohydrates or cereals like rice, uh, legumes, etc., fruits, etc., transform them into energy and involve them in the muscle contraction. That is the principal function of vitamin B1. It doesn't have protein, it doesn't have anything, but it helps to, okay, this is the carbohydrate, come, I will give, I will, I will uh, take your way to the muscle so that you can help the involved in the muscle contraction and it is one of the uh, this is one of the principal things about vitamin b1 helps to convert energy and, and into from the carbohydrates and involved in muscle contraction i know that when i take b like a complex i always feel like i have more energy 
Now, I also know that if I forget to take it, I feel I can feel the difference. Yeah, and right, here so, is why you, yeah, you feel that's interesting. That. Yeah, it's because and it is not only the the vitamin B one that helps to to produce energy in your body. There are a lot of vitamins there that are about complex B that do this, uh, but the principal function of vitamin B one is this one. Uh, another vitamin of the complex B is B3. Uh, this vitamin, it is considered as a neuroprotective in Parkinson's disease. That is our principal uh, uh, function of this vitamin. So if, if we consider her, uh, this vitamin as neuroprotective, what does it, uh, does it does? Protects our neurons. Like I was saying in the slide before this one, we have to protect our neurons so that we can let them produce the neurotransmitters that, that, that our body needs for their correct function. And one of the vitamin B3 helps to protect these neurons. Great. Uh, vitamin B6, it, uh, it helps, well, we talk about the protection of the neurons. Let us talk about now about the, the, the production of these neurotransmitters and the development of these neurotransmitters such as dopamine, serotonin, melatonin. Well, vitamin B6 participate directly with this production and with this development of neurotransmitters. So that is very important okay. to take. So that I, I was telling you and I will always tell, take complex B, supplement yourself with complex, complex B. Yeah. Uh, and B9 that is called also uh, folic acid, the, the, the common name of vitamin B9. It, it protects about our mental and emotional health. Yeah. There is a lot of uh, research uh, of this uh, folic acid and with mental health disorders such as depression because they have found that, per, uh, that persons that have a deficiency in folic acid will have a greater uh, like uh, incidents will have a greater incidence to be a depressive person or to or to have a, a, a mental health problem in the future. So that is why uh, many many health information tell us that we have to to supplement with with this kind of of folic acid or vitamin B. Okay. But if you are taking your your complex B, it is here. You have that the the enough amount for your. Body. All right. Yeah. Well, vitamin E, and here, here, here I put this brain because I like it because vitamin E, it like regulates everything. It helps control and maintains all that function of our neurons. It is, and we know that vitamin E is we related to the the skin to make a healthier skin, no? And to our our faces and everything, sure. but no, it also participates in our brain, and it it modulates. It's like, well, I I will maintain that all the neurons are functioning as they should, and also protects the membranes because because vitamin E is considered as an antioxidant, and uh, like I was telling, antioxidants help protect the membranes of the neurons so that they don't damage. So that is why vitamin E regulates and maintains all these functions. Okay. I have a, uh, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Um, I know that um, Dr. Lisa Moratori, Stony Brook, Long Island, New York, um, she was telling me, actually I read another thing, it's really interesting. But first of all, when people exercise, after taking medication, uh, it helps to the absorption, the uptake okay. of the medication. And now I know this is off topic, but you might find this interesting. There is a, at least one clinic in um, Australia. And what they're doing is they're doing this thing. They're doing this thing. They administer chemotherapy to cancer patients. Okay. And then right after therapy, they, like, they leave the therapy room and they go right to the gym and they exercise. And what's happening is they're having tremendous results with the uptake of the chemotherapy, like it's much more effective. So what I just thought of, what I was wondering is, does exercise, specifically it would be cardio, like I mean, I need to go back and uh, qualify what I just said. Lisa Moratori yeah. and then the people in Australia are saying that elevated heart rate, and it doesn't have to be like super crazy high 
elevation. It could be just the equivalent of walking as fast as possible for 20, 30 minutes or more. But bottom line is cardio, elevated heart rate helps with medication absorption. Can it help with supplement absorption? Yeah, because it's it, it, the, here what it's doing to our bodies is it accelerate to our metabolism. And mm -hmm. if our metabolism is it's accelerated, well, everything that we are eating, uh, such as uh, nutrients from food, medication, supplement, we absorb better because we are accelerate, accelerating our metabolism. And there is a very interesting thing because we we also see that in Parkinson's disease, we have uh, a slow metabolism. And, and that is why, yeah. I, I, and very slow because a lot of have constipation, et cetera, and other, and other problems. Oh, yeah. And this is because the metabolisms that that, are, that their bodies have is lower than uh, than a normal metabolism, and this is yes, it will help us absorb better our supplements, our our dietary intake, everything in our body. Because the answer is that they are accelerating our metabolism so that we can, uh, I I forgot the word, but like uh, absorb better all yeah. these nutrients. Yeah, that they they use the word um, uptake, like yeah, yeah. medications uptake. will get into your system faster, and exactly, and they'll have a longer lasting effect exactly. if we exercise. Yeah, exactly. so that's pretty cool. Talking about this, but I will I will tell you one example with one of my patients that she was telling me, and it was a very interesting thing because she began with this. Uh, I, I I think you know her. Is Angeles? I think you know. Oh yeah, patient. I know her very well. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she's awesome. Uh, well, she was she began with this with this also with this program, and she was telling me that one of the of the symptoms that she saw like a in rapidly way was this that she began to notice that the medication was absorbing better, but why she noticed this because she began to make like a, a, a everyday exercise she proposed herself to do every like seven days a week make her exercise yeah. and she saw that medication uh, lasts longer in her body and was an old and i was telling her precisely that it is because she is accelerating her metabolism and that is why it is very important and another important thing why we should uh, be balanced with exercise and, and diet, because if you are doing exercise, you are accelerating your metabolism and you're going to help that our di diet will absorb better in our bodies. And we are going to uptake better than the nutrients that we are taking on, on, on the foods, right? Yeah, and on absolutely. medication and everything, yeah. Well, I, I think it's fascinating. And yeah, you know, of course, is. that really that goes for any of us. I mean, again, people with Parkinson's are people first, and yes, there's their symptoms. Well, their metabolism is slowing down usually, and this and that and the other thing. But there are a lot of reasons for people to have uh, diminished metabolism. So really, yeah. it's kind of funny. Exercise is good for us, all of us. Uh, yes, <laughs> not just it people is. with Parkinson's, everybody. <laughs> It's and for everyone. any of us, if we exercise, <laughs> it's going to help all of us with uptake of medications and supplements and everything we put into our body. So just I emphasizing that because for people watching and people who watch this in the future, just realize we're talking about Parkinson's. Yes, this applies to all of us. Yes, it is. It is. And I, I want to tell you about uh, one thing, you know, that uh, I always tell other people that I see that a person with a disease that has the reality of, of living with a disease have a better quality of life than a person that doesn't have a disease. Why, yeah, why is that? Uh -huh. yeah. and, and, and this happens because, because they have this disease, they know that, that their bodies need to be healthy and they're making all of the things they need to do to be healthy because of the disease and they are protecting themselves. But a, per a person that doesn't have a disease, well, it's like, nah, I don't have anything. I can eat junk food. I can be a sedentary 
uh, I don't have to make things uh, and that it's not like a healthier way of living. <laughs> no, you know, that's a really good point. That's a good point because, um, boy, I know people with Parkinson's and other neurological issues or other, not even neurological, just other health problems who are doing better than people with no diagnosis of any yeah. health problem who just don't <laughs> eat well and don't exercise. So that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, and it is very interesting. And so it is hope for all Parkinson's disease uh, persons and every disease if you that the main focus on this is have a healthy lifestyle. I think it's one of the principal things about this. Yeah. Um, can I ask you one question? We have a, a question from yeah. Laura, actually. Yeah. About, so in relation to muscular contracture or stiffness, people with Parkinson's, what foods okay. or supplements are recommended and which ones are, we went over that, some of that already, but which ones are contraindicated? Are there any that are contraindicated? Well, contraindicated, no. There isn't anyone that is contraindicated. Well, such as junk food. But uh, <laughs> junk food, no, it, it won't help our muscle. But no. uh, like a, a one kind of vitamin, my own mineral that won't help our muscles, no. Which one it's, it's indicated? I will talk about uh, a thing about muscular contracture. And okay. this will, I will, I will talk about in mineral functions because there are two minerals that are essential to the to this kind of problems in muscular contraction. Great. Oh, I by the way, just so you know, um, in the interest of time, I'm not in a hurry, but I have 20 more minutes okay, before yeah. I have to go. So I just want to make sure you know. Plus, I don't want to take too much of your time either. But yeah, no, I do appreciate okay. this I, so much. I, yeah, I will finish. There, there are a, a few slides. I will no only emphasize some minerals and answer Laura almost a question in these slides. Well, mineral. I, I already talked about vitamins. I will talk about minerals and one of the the principal minerals of, uh, and that will help us this disease. Potassium and sodium, they are essential for brain neurons to transmit signals. They're, they also help our, our, our neurons to transmit the, the signals produced by neurotransmitters. Uh, only I want to emphasize here, if you have hypertension or, or pressure problems, blood pressure problems, you have to control the amount of sodium that you are, are taking. If you don't, uh, because it is, well, also it is not recommended, like, okay, if they tell me that sodium will protect my nerves, I will eat sodium every single day. No, that is not the point. We only have to take it in, a, in the amounts that we need our body to have. Okay. And also one of the, the principal things, well, is that it may, uh, help our, our brain maintenance. They help that the brain functions like it should function. Okay. Uh, calcium, I think about uh, calcium. Uh, this, uh, it's real phosphorus. It, I will emphasize here about that the, the one that are living with depression or, or any other mental health problem. For, uh, uh, nutrients of phosphorus will help, help regulate mental functions. So this will help your emotions to be more controlled. And it is also very important.